We want to tell you about the Culture Proof Conference happening in July of 2024. Yes, Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th to the 20th in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. It's going to be a great time. We have some great speakers talking about some great topics, and we're just looking for the Lord to, to truly move in our midst. This year's theme is resist. resist. As we look at what's going on in the culture, we want to be reminded of what our brother James wrote in James chapter 1, verse mm-hmm. 27b, where he told us to be unstained by this world, to keep ourselves unstained by this world. And one of the ways that we're going to equip you to do that is to alert you to what's happening in the world, yeah. alert you to what's happening in the culture, and also provide an actual practical response that keeps us unstained by the world. We have some great speakers coming out, Dr. Kathy Cook. We're going to have uh, Dr. Taryn Dames. We have we have some great things happening, like some breakout sessions. We have Culture Proof Kids, Culture Proof Teens. It's something for the whole family. And so you want to register. We're going to give out more information. It's coming. But you want to register. The registration will start in February. So just be on the lookout for that. Culture Proof Conference 2024 in Bartlett, Tennessee at Faith Baptist Church. We are super excited. More information as we get closer. Make sure you stay connected. Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof Podcast. Thanks for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are talking about the importance of men. Yes, we're talking about the that just triggered somebody. Like right when I said we're talking <laughs> No, men are we not are important. important. We are talking about the importance of men. Ooh. And we're also going to be discussing um the emotional state of our boys and our men. Because emotional state. What? Men have emotions. <laughs> this yes, is yes, something that we yes, don't we acknowledge do. enough. And so Blessedly for us, I was going to say luckily, but what's luck? Uh, We've (laughs) got Mark Hancock, who is the CEO of Trail Life, joining us. Um, He also has two master's degrees in mental health counseling. Mm. And um, I'm glad because you're going to benefit from that today. (laughs) Free counseling. I'll take it. (laughs) Mark, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate your time. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Sure. So why don't you tell our listeners about Trail Life? Tell us why it was important to start this ministry and start this organization. Okay. Well, you know, about 10 years ago, the Boy Scouts started heading down a path that uh, there were a lot of churches and a lot of believers and even a lot of Boy Scout executives and the folks involved with Boy Scouts that understood they weren't going to be able to, 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 stay, to stay that course with them. So about 300 volunteers across the country got together and started talking about this idea of what would a truly Christ-centered boy-focused outdoor organization for boys look like. Hmm. And 50 of us gathered in Louisville, Kentucky in June of 2013. And 68 days later, after the gathering, we had 1,200 people, 1,100 men, and 100 women meet up in Nashville, Tennessee for our inaugural convention. And we had as our, our keynoter was uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. And uh, we had Dr. Michael Ferris, who was with uh, 
Homeschool Legal Defense Association. At that time, now he's with that, uh, National Religious Broadcasters. But <clears throat> just an amazing thing that God put together in a short period of time. And then three months later, we launched on our first day with over, over 10,000 members. And now Trail Life USA is in all 50 states. We have over 1,200 churches that have troops. We have over 50,000 members of Trail Life USA across the country because people knew that a Christ-centered, boy-focused, adventure character leadership organization for boys was important. And uh, so that, that that's what brought us to today, that conviction that, that boys need something like that. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Wow. And what's been the impact of trail life as you look back over the last few years and, you know, kind of survey the boys who have grown up and also the men who have participated? What's been the impact of trail life? Well, you know, we hear testimonies back all all the time on, on lives that have been changed. And it's really interesting what it is that God's done, what he had kind of hidden in this vision, uh, the, the broad impact that uh, that trail life has across a number of things. One is, of course, on boys. They're our focus. And we're seeing boys being turned into godly men. In fact, we have what we call a proven process for turning boys into godly men, where we guarantee the churches. We tell them, you start a trail life troop and those boys in the troop are not becoming godly men we'll give you your money back. Now, it sounds kind of strange to have a money back guarantee <laughs> for a thing that God is doing, but we're so confident in the, the principles and the, and the uh, um, processes that, that we're doing to, to, to help boys out. So we're seeing tons of growth with boys. And then of course, um, uh, boys without dads, you know, they have found a place to go where they're surrounded by, by good men, godly men who care about them. And, and of course, those single moms who are putting those boys in program are like, yes, you know, I've got somebody to help me raise my son. Powerful thing. And so there's the impact on the boys. Single moms love it. We had, we had a boy out in California not too long ago stood in front of his Trail Life troop when he had just received an award and he gave a speech. And he said, I need to thank the men in this room. He said, you taught me to shave. And you taught me how to love Jesus. Wow. And I thought, man, they nailed it. Those guys, those wow. guys nailed it. And that mom, you got to imagine that mom sitting in the audience saying, wow, you know, it's amazing. Wow. This might, I could not have done that. And so the impact on the boys, the impact on the, on the single moms, and then dads in the program who are finding new ways to connect with their sons. You know, in our, in our world today, it's so difficult. We, we connect and, and fewer and fewer ways, especially the digital world and electronics and, and the culture, the way things are going. Boys in particular have a difficult time. You know, you made reference to emotions of men. Boys emotionally, it's hard for them to connect. They don't do face-to-face -face so well. Mm. You, know, you can see, a, uh, you know, two women, two women having coffee and they're just talking, they're intensely <laughs> you know, focused on each other. Guys, we don't do that so well. Right. Uh, you know, we do it better turning a wrench or walking side by side. And so these boys in the outdoors with their dads, they're connecting with them in, in new ways. So the father-son experience is just really enhanced. And one secret about Trail Life is the ministry to men. We have a lot of men in our program. Don't even have a son in the program, but they're interested in pouring into the next generation. And the bonus is they discover this great company of men, this band of brothers who they're side by side with in the outdoors, uh, raising this ge next generation. And so these great uh, lifelong friendships are being formed in Trail Life USA. So we really cover it all from the from the boys to the, to the boy without a dad, to the single mom, to the father and a son, to just the man who's coming in and say, I want to impact the next generation. There's just been this amazing, um, these amazing testimonies and what's coming out of, uh, of Trail Life USA is much bigger than 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 we, what we thought we were doing when we 
started building it 10 years ago. Wow. Man, you know, it's it's amazing to me hearing this because I remember us talking about like when the Boy Scouts started to oh. decline and things that were, were, were happening. What are we going to do? But it's amazing what the body of Christ can do. When we come together and we yes. say, hey, we see what's going on. We, we're supposed to be salt and light. That's right. And I'm thinking about different things that's happening in our culture right now. Yeah. Man, where the church needs to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, this is an example of filling in that gap. Yeah. We see something going on and we're like, man, I don't like that. I don't like that. But not just saying words, yeah. but putting feet, you know, in action to what we're saying. Yeah. Rather than just complaining about what's going on, you know, rather than just sort of like cursing the darkness, um, but really lighting a candle, as they say. And I'm thinking about, um, Timothy and, and scripture here, Mark, and, and I want to get you to speak to this. I'm thinking about how the Bible very clearly lays out that Timothy's mom was Jewish and his father was Greek. And this would have been sort of like that picture of, okay, this is a kind of like unstable family, right? Like you've got a believer and a non-believer. We know that he inherited, I say inherited, but the faith was passed down to him from his mom and his grandmom, right? And Paul does not say from his dad. And so there's a picture here that there's discipleship that Timothy receives from the Apostle Paul, mm. but also the Bible tells us that he was highly spoken of by the Christian community. Right. So there was some kind of like coming alongside this mom and grandmom and helping in the formation of Timothy that I think we can draw from the scriptures. And, and I'm wondering if even within trail life, there was the realization that the impact is so far beyond just what boys get to do, although they need to do these things with mm. their hands, mm-hmm. but the spiritual formation is so vital. Yeah, it really is. And and you can't grow godly men from the stuff of boys without godly men. Mm. And so that male-centric environment that we do is so valuable and that same thing that Timothy probably stumbled upon himself, you know, a community that said, you know, we we want we want to we want to help here. Um, you know, it's 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 powerful stuff. That that environment where a boy gets to, you know, in our culture today, one in four boys now doesn't have a father in his home. So boys are they're largely unguided. It's like, you know, where are the men? You know, and, and when you, and you look at it, you say, you know, uh, so so these these boys are, have these wonderful single moms you know, who are raising them. And, uh, and girls have these great examples of, of women who are leading them. And then they go to school and 76 percent of teachers are female. And then they go to Sunday school and 80 something percent of Sunday school teachers are female. And so there's these wonderful female models. There's these wonderful women who are giving these examples to girls of what leadership looks like. And boys don't have those examples. Mm. They don't have them in the household. They don't have them in church. They don't have them in school. And and everywhere they go, they feel like they just don't quit. They, they, they just don't fit in. And, and so they quit. And that's why we have this huge failure to launch kind of thing. It says, where do I fit? What does it look like for me to be a godly man? What does a godly man look like? You know, we go to church. We may have the guy in the pulpit. We may have a few other leaders in the church. But there's not a lot of room for boys. Mm. And there's not even a lot of room for men. And that's the tragic thing. And that's why our churches are loaded with women who are running the churches Mm. because the men show up. And even if a man gets inspired, I'm preaching now, but even if if a man gets inspired, even if it feels a call of God on his life where, man, I want to do something big for God. I want to, I want to, I want to step out. I want to give my all in something. So pastor, how can I give my all? And the pastor says, well, you know, you can help us park cars on Sunday morning, you know, maybe stand out a lot and put an orange vest on or something. There's not a lot in the room in that ministry for those men to work. Hmm. And uh, so so we're seeing men who are checking out church, especially young men. It's like, I don't fit here. There's no hmm. more. There's nothing for me to do here. 
So Trail Life is stepping in and say, Pastor, we've got an answer. Mm. We've got a thing for your men who want to do something, who want to make a difference. They can get involved in this trail life troop, and they are making, they're raising the next generation of young men. Then and then and they're stepping up because now they're in a community of men who are doing something that that has an impact. Hmm. They're doing something. They say, "This is how this is how I serve God. This is this is my ministry." Funny thing, when we first started out, um, we traveled around the country putting together these training things, telling people this this is what we're doing. I mean, we started troops before they knew what they were supposed to do. So I was like. This is what we were, we were building the plane while we were flying it. So we were driving around, putting these meetings together and saying, you know, this, this is, this is the ministry of trail. And we had a Q and a section. I remember a session. I remember this guy sitting in the front row. He kind of had this funny look on his face. And finally, he, I knew he had a question. Finally he raised his hand. I said, sir, he says, um, he says, you mean I'm in ministry? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what uh. you're doing. <laughs> it was like, for him, it was like mind blown because he didn't know that there was a place in ministry for him. Mm. The best he could do was sit in the pew, make sure he got his wife and his kids to the service. And there was, there was no room for him. So suddenly you think about that man coming alive on the inside, the Holy spirit of that man, giving him a place in the body of Christ to say, Hey, there's something for you to do here. And men need something to do. When, when we, when we limit their options for something to do, they check out. If they can't make a difference, then they they don't want to be a part. Mm. And so we're giving churches the opportunity. Here's how you can make a difference. Here's how you can take those men who have a, a flickering flame and just throw gasoline on that mm-hmm. and say, let's go do something big uh, for Jesus and for the next generation. I'm sorry, I got, I got preaching. No, that's, that's so that's good. good. And I just want to ask a, a practical question. I'm just uh, thinking here. I, uh, I'm a, uh, I would call myself a, a city slicker. And so when I think of like Boy Scouts or trail life or things like that, I, I think outdoorsmen. And yeah. what if I'm not that? How, how, what are some ways that men can serve through trail life? What are some of the opportunities? Well, you know, I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was never in Boy Scouts. I was not, not you know, in, in, in our, in our house, you know, if, uh, you know, roughing it was when the, if we went on vacation, we were going to rough it. It's like when the air conditioner went out at Holiday <laughs> yes. or something. We, we were not that family. But I'll tell you what, um, there's so many men in our in our program that are that that they have those kind of skills and that kind of interest. Uh, everybody fits in. That isn't that isn't a requirement. Um, you know, the boys are drawn to the adventure, um, but the parents are putting them in there for the character and leadership opportunities. So we're more intent on, 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 uh, having men in the program of good character who can demonstrate godly leadership mm-hmm. than, and how to start a fire with wet leaves. We have, we have plenty of guys who can do, who can do that part. Um, and they also have the character and the leadership stuff behind them. But really, if you, if you come with a, if a man shows up with a passion for the next generation, a desire to see boys grow into godly men, um, he doesn't have to know how to do anything. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, you just learn right alongside the boys mm-hmm. and that's, it, is, it just isn't a big deal. Awesome. You know, Mark, I want to go back to something you said, because, um, you, you, there was a little bit of controversy in what you said here, <laughs> right? You, you had the audacity to point out, um, the lack of the presence of active men in our local assemblies. And that is controversial. Okay. We just don't and that's talk been about happening that. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. A and, long and, time. I, I remember my grandfather one reason he didn't really want to go to church because he felt like it was dominated 
by Man. by women. He was like, and and there was a feel there was a feel of well, church is for women. The women Man. pray, the women carry out the service. There's a pastor who's a male, but you know they do everything. And he was like, nah, I just don't want to be around that. So I want to I want to I want to stay there. I want to come back to that conversation because I really like to spend time in um, the places of conversation <laughs> that the culture says we cannot. Right. We can't talk about that. I say, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the reality that there is manliness in the faith. And and I know that sounds crazy that we even have to say that. But I think to the point that you're making, even about your grandfather, I think that that is still pervasive today, that that women pray when we've got the Apostle Paul instructing Timothy That's to right. instruct men, men to lift up their That's holy right. hands in prayer. And so I just wonder, how do we shift that? How do we engage that with the type of conversation that is bold and mm. effective? Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you hear, please remember to give it a rating or to leave a comment. Let people know that this podcast is a blessing to you. It helps to grow Culture Proof and we would be so grateful. Also, if you love Culture Proof and you want to support the ministry, why not pick up some merch and look good while you support the ministry of Culture Proof? Check out every podcast. You'll find a link in the description to where you can get your Culture Proof merch and support this ministry. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, that's that's a real difficult turn to make. Um, and one of the reasons is our first our our first move is to shame men. Hmm. And men, you got to stand up. Men, you got to do this. Men, we need you. To, and men are being shamed enough in our hmm. culture. Every turn they're making, they're being shamed. Boys are being shamed. You know, why can't you sit still like Susie? Well, hmm. I'm not built like Susie. I'm not designed like Susie. And why aren't you as smart as Susie? Well, developmentally, I'm behind. So it begins early with the subtle shaming of, of men that takes place. And so shaming doesn't work. So what we've got to do with men and boys is not shame them anymore. We have to remind them of who they are. Mm. And, and, so, and that, 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 takes, that, that takes intention. That takes relationship. That takes community. That takes, that takes time. You can't do it on a Sunday morning in a, in a sermon. It's these it's these collections, these community of men who are working together, reminding themselves of who it is that they are. And and in that, they begin to rise up because it's not like, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit isn't some little thing that's cut up into a million pieces. And you get a little bit. Of, I mean, the <laughs> same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead <laughs> is in you. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a big deal. Yeah. And so, so if we if we, if we can remind men of that and call them up and that you know I say this all the time and I, you know you guys will will confirm that this that there's a little boy in every man, you know there's still that boy in every man, mm. but here's the secret: there's the seed of a man in every boy, mm. and the seed of a man, and there's the, and there's that full grown mature man in every young wayward, uh, emotionally. Uh, young man. Mm-hmm. And if we can speak to that part of that man, and we can speak to that part of that boy and call that forth. And unfortunately, I believe it can only be called forth by other men. Mm. And uh, so when we get the, the, the women who are trying to call forth the men, that's certainly driven by passion and an interest and a conviction and a desire mm-hmm. and a heart to see something different. But men calling forth other men in a community of men to say, hey, guys, let's let's all step up together. That's a lot more 
impactful. So we've yelled at men, we've challenged them, we beat them, we shame them, we 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 told them that 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 they're in. We call them all kinds of names and mm-hmm. things. We call them toxic. We call them all kinds of things. But to speak to that seed of the man that God has placed there and call forth. Uh, what it is that's on the inside of him. That's the way that we produce the kind of change we see. And we're doing that in Trail Off USA. My, my wife used to say after, after you know, because we raised two sons. And so we'd go out camping, you know, with a, with our, our Trail Off troop and we'd come home and she'd say, you know, when you come home, she says to the boys, first of all, you're really stinky. <laughs> <laughs> she says, but you're also taller. Mm. So, in like that, that company of men for that weekend, my boys, their spines straighten mm. and they stand up a little bit more because they get to see I'm not in an environment where I don't fit in, where I'm being told, sit still, be quiet, pay attention. Why can't you do this and that like Susie? They're in a place where we let boys be boys and we do it in the company of men and it calls out, it brings to life. It straightens their spine, makes them stand up a little bit straighter. That's the kind of community and that's the kind of environment that that, that, that men are are grown in. Mm. And as much as I mean, love the church, the church is God's plan A. It's the thing. Uh, that's why we come alongside churches. We mm. don't, we don't, you know, we just don't have troops that meet in the basement of a church. They are a part of that local ministry or outreach of that that's local great. church. Because because we we we're building the local church through through trail life assisting in building local church through the trail. But that, but that, that, that thing that's going on there in that community of men is so powerful. Men are standing up straighter mm-hmm. because they're finding uh, their place in, in Christ. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, something you said just reminds me of a statement I, I read that you made. Um, and this seems so simple, but I think that its meaning is multifaceted, Mark. And, and I want you to kind of unpack this a little bit. You've kind of already done it, so I just want to run a highlighter over it again. But you've said previously that boys and girls aren't the same and boys need their own space. Like that sounds so simple, right? Like we hear that and I think those of us who endeavor to be faithful to the reality that God has entrusted to us, that boys and girls are different, it's it's simple. But in the culture that we live in today, it it is a controversy. It is something that it's like, no, they're they're exactly the same. They're exactly the same and also interchangeable, right? That's what our culture says. How do we rediscover and reaffirm the reality that boys and girls are different and that boys need their own space and then follow up? And you may have already touched on this. What does that look like? Yeah. Well, that's great. And that is a controversial thing to say uh, in our culture today that boys and girls are different. And it's like, why is this controversial? Right. right. You know? And every science, uh, psychology, biology, sociology, a- every legitimate science um, tells us that boys and girls are different. They, they come out different. They do studies in the womb boys behave differently in the womb than girls. This isn't some kind of social construct. When the boy comes out, you don't say, Hey, you got to start liking trucks and don't, and don't, don't like flowers. And a girl comes out and says, Hey, you're going to like this. And you don't, they, they come out with these, these things are born with these things. It, it's part of God's design. It's not a value statement. It's not boys are better than girls or girls are better than boys. It's just boys are different than mm-hmm. girls. That's not a bad thing. 
And uh, in fact, we have a book that's that's free right now for download called Let Boys Be Boys on our on our uh, trailoffusa.com. And uh, that talks about the, the subtitle of it is Three Winning Strategies for Leaders of Boys. Because I, I wrote this for a trail life leader. So I said, listen, you need to understand what God's sending into your midst here. Um, but they started coming to me and say, Mark, you know, can I, can I get copies of this for my, our Sunday school teacher or for my kids' soccer team for this? Because they really need to know this too. So we rewrote it for just any leaders of boys. And the first thing we talk about is, is, is the psychological and biological differences. Boys' eyes are different than girls. You know, they see, they see things different. There's more rods and cones. So boys see things at a distance and in motion. And that's what they're drawn to. That's what their eyes are drawn to. You know, squirrel. I mean, that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> they see things at a distance and emotion. Well, in a classroom, what does that look like? Well, he's distracted. He's not distracted. His eyes are constructed that way. Mm. God made him that way. Why? Because somebody's got to make sure something doesn't come eat us. You mm. know? <laughs> or that there's not an enemy on the perimeter. Some Somebody has to do that. And girls' eyes are made to focus on things up close. Well, why is that? Well, of course, you know, you see the mom holding that child. She has memorized every pore on That's that wonderful. little baby's face because her eyes are designed to do that. Mm. You see a man hold a baby for a while and we look and say, well, isn't that nice? But it kind of stands out to us because we're not, that, there's that's a big deal that he's doing yes. that because it's really, it's really hard for him. It's hard for him. I and, mean, you know, within 30 seconds, like, okay, here you go. <laughs> Somebody, you know, it would just, not, I remember we'd take my boys into like drop them off in Sunday school or something and, and a little bit early. And so they have these coloring sheets that sit here and color while you wait for it to start. My boys are like, oh my gosh, can we just go home? <laughs> you know? So we put these worksheets in front of, front of boys and girls and boys eyes are just not designed to work that long so it's, mm. let's just start with their eyes their ears are different girls hear 10 times better than boys we already know that <laughs> you know it's just different so the they're not making that up hold on mark Let me think. okay hold on hold on just a second because you're gonna i'm gonna look we've got four boys and we've got uh -huh. two daughters okay four, four sons and two so so right now you're no, telling me i need to start my list of my apologies I'm so, you I'm really so, didn't uh, hear me <laughs> <laughs> it depends if you want to make room for them to grow in a godly man you gotta say they're different than your daughters mm. they're just different you yeah. know that yeah they came out different that's right you guys didn't sit around and say wait a minute no you know you didn't they, they just came out that way that's their right. brains are different mm -hmm. you know when the testosterone floods the brain the boys the the connections between the left and right brain are broken with boys that's why, that's why girls, and you know, this, I'm speaking to, to husbands and wives too, women can have this conversation where they're, uh, you know, I've had conversations with my wife before where, where it suddenly struck me like, oh, wait a minute, we're not talking about facts anymore. I, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm still over there. You know, I heard you say I never. And so I'm still like, never, ne never, never. No, that's it. Never you're, is you're meddling emotional. now, Mark. You're meddling into people's marriages. It's good though. Keep going. Ne never is an emotional word. Uh, you know, I, it's it's not because I can tell you. Don't tell me never. I remember in 1978, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a Wednesday, and I picked my socks up. I don't never. Throw <laughs> you know, so. That's good. So, so, so we just hear things differently. We have to make a conscious decision almost to move from we're talking facts. Oh, we're talking emotions. Okay, got it. Hmm. different language here, different yeah. definitions for words in this place, because we're just, we know this, hmm. we know this. So, you know, boys and girls are different. And so that, that's the first chapter of this really small book is talks about these psychological uh, 
differences between boys and girls. Also, boys need to move in order for their brains to be disengaged, to be engaged. For them to be paying attention, Harvard scientists tell us they've got to be moving. So sit still, be quiet, pay attention for a boy. <laughs> Man, that's miserable. Hmm. He's saying to us, you know, boys fidget. You're, yes. Right? You're for boys to move. Yes. They're telling you, if you want my brain, you've got you to take this fidgeting along with it. Because I, so, that's how I turn my brain on. So how the how okay, that's you should I'm tell right, him. No, that. You got you got me on my you got me on my. No, this is good. We want this you is there. Good. This is good. You I'll, should tell him that we homeschool. We do homeschool, you know. So that's a challenge. With yes. you know, but we yeah we have a couple boys that need to move and and they can't yeah. sit still and things like that. Yeah. But I'm thinking about things like uh, in church, like so <laughs> how. <laughs> Because you know you don't want uh, you you don't want your kids to be a distraction. You don't want them. You know, you, hey, you need to sit down. Like, how should we navigate those? What's type the of right things? level of expectation that yeah. we should have for our boys? Oh my goodness! You know, we homeschooled our boys too, and one of the craziest things we did is uh, when we started homeschooling, the, the school the school system had a surplus sale, and so we went and we bought two student desks. You know, and I <laughs> sanded them down and painted <laughs> them and set them up and. I don't think those boys ever sat those tests. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but they both went to college, full ride academic scholarships. Wow. <laughs> but they just didn't do it yeah. like they would have done it in a classroom. So we have to account for those things. So we have to recognize this. Churches are built for women. That's why there's more of them there. And that's why they feel more comfortable. That's why they really sit still, be quiet, pay attention hmm. is uh, a girl's world. And uh, the, the, that isn't a boy's world. So I hear you saying you need to sit still because this is church. Um, and that's true. Mm -hmm. But uh, we need to do it in such a way that isn't shaming that boy as if there's something wrong with him. So we have this sort of conversation. We say, listen, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, I'm watching the clock, too. Okay. <laughs> When the, when the pastor says I'm closing and we know he's probably not, I, 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 I am, I'm with you with that son. I am with you, but you know what? We're better than we think we are. Mm. We're going to, we're going we're gonna to get through this thing. <laughs> God is going to Mark. I mean, Mark, come on, Mark. You're, I mean, Mark, God is, is going to speak to us. He's going to be glorified Amen. in this. Okay. There we go. There are the high notes. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's going to speak to us when we glorify this because we're supposed to be here. This is our community. This is mm -hmm. our family. This is what we do. We're men. We do hard things. Mm. And this is a hard thing. I know it's hard for you. I know that, that my expectations of you should be able to do this. I'm asking you to do probably the most, one of the most difficult things I'm asking you to do. But you can do this because you're stronger than you think. And we're, we're going to tough this thing out and God's going to speak to us. And then at the end of it, we're going to go outside and we're going to run around like crazy men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what happens. That's what happens. And I'm, and I'm going to join you in that. You know, we have to recognize how difficult that situation is for them. Hmm. In a classroom, that boy being told, sit still, be quiet, pay attention. He starts his fidgeting because he's telling you, you want my brain? I'm going to move. So what do we tell him? Well, he's ADHD. He can't sit still. He's not hmm. ADHD. He's B-O-Y. That's all. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so, it, you know, now there is such a, th such a thing, you know, again, you, in the introduction, I'm a mental health counselor. I'm training in mental health counseling. So there is such a thing as ADHD, but 
not every boy has it. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are just, they're just boys. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and if, if we don't stomp that thing out, if we don't, if we don't discourage them in every setting that they're in by telling them that you don't fit here, you're not supposed to be here. Mm. This isn't made for you. They feel that everywhere they go, every room mm. they walk into that looks like a classroom, they already don't fit. Mm. Sunday school, church, school, wherever it is, they already know they don't fit. That's why they're leaving in droves because I don't fit here. Mm. Don't fit. This room wasn't made for me. This thing wasn't designed for me. This isn't, this isn't my place. I don't fit here. Failure to launch. Um, they're, they're now behind girls in every single academic category, mm. twice as likely to, to be in special education, three times more likely to have ADHD stat, the, uh, demographic or the, the statistic they're leading in is suicide, 10 to 14 years old, fastest growing, uh, demographic in, in suicide rates. This is what we're doing to boys by continually putting them in situations, telling them that you don't fit there and then shaming them for not being able to fit there. Mm. We're taking risk and competition. Out of, out of their lives, you know, don't keep score. Let's not keep score. Somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. <laughs> Everybody gets a trophy because we don't want right. anybody's feelings to get hurt. That's, that's horrible for boys. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mark. Right. So they go, they go to their video games where score is kept, mm. where there's levels, where it's very clear how, how good it is that you're doing. You fail, but you try harder and you recover. And then you fail again and you try harder and you recover. That's a world that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so they, we take it out of the real world. And then we give them this video game world they go to, a world that makes more sense to them. Mm. And then that's where they want to go. And then we shame them for playing so many video games. So they can't, but that's the world that's attractive to them. That's the world that's attractive to us as men mm. when there's something at stake. Boys tend to not want to be involved if there's not anything at stake. You know, if, if you've got boys and they ask you if they can go to the, kitchen to get a drink of water or something your yes is the starter's pistol i mean they're it's a race yes that's right <laughs> it's like everything's got to be a competition they're wired for that they're yeah. wired for that but i'll tell you what that's why they will get off the the boats on the beaches of normandy and yeah. free the world of tyranny mm. that's why they'll sit on top of a rocket and go to another planet mm. <laughs> That's why they'll get on a ship and go across an ocean because they've got this desire for this risk and competition. And we try to work it out. No, sit still, be quiet, pay attention. Uh, this is, this is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, wow. so, so there's a lot of ways we're working around that, that natural desire, natural drive of boys. Wow. Mark, tell our listeners again, the resource that you mentioned that's available yeah. at traillifeusa.com, traillifeusa.com. What's the resource? Let Boys Be Boys. Mm. And right now we've got another book on there called Raising Godly Boys. And we talk some more about that. There's a little some some interesting stuff in here too. Let Boys Be Boys and Raising Godly Boys at trailfusa.com for free. Uh, download right now, digital download. Mark Hancock is the CEO of Trail Life. And we're going to put a pin in this, but uh, we're going to come back. And uh, in our next episode, we're going to drill down on these emotions and, and what are the ways that we have failed our boys mm. and what are the ways that we have not let boys be boys. So we're going to talk about that in the next episode. want to encourage you, as we often do, going out of this podcast, that when you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture-proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>